plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. This is our informational playground. It's Star Style. Be the star you are. Coming to you live as we do every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. I am Cynthia Bryan, and the show is brought to you under the species of Be The Star You Are charity. We hope to catapult you from wishing upon a star to imagining your dreams as if they've already transpired and helping you live your dreams and be the writer, producer, director, and star of your own life. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are, and this is from Aristotle. Excellence is never an accident. It is always the result of high intention, sincere effort, and intelligent execution. It represents the wise choice of many alternatives. Choice, not chance, determines your destiny. And I really like that one because uh, so often we really we, we think that, oh, you know, um, it, we'll thank our lucky stars or whatever, but it has nothing to do with luck, really. We are choosing to be lucky or choosing to make things happen. So for more information, I want you to go to Be The Star You Are charity. Uh, that is at bethestaryouare.org. And if you want to check out all the different book reviews that I think there's a few thousand of them now that our teens have written, Uh, Go to btsya.org, and then you can see the book reviews uh, there. Just click on book reviews. So in today's uh, today's, um, show, we have a lot of different things that we are going to be talking about. I think that um, by now you probably know that it wasn't long ago, a couple weeks ago, we had a major fire here, and... I was evacuated in the middle of the night with no power, and they have found what the cause of the fire was, and it was not a a power line that went down. It was a vape pen, so we're going to be talking about vaping, not necessarily how it it causes fires, but the fact that 21% of high school students have vaped during the previous month um, in November of 2018. And now it is 2019, and that number has jumped to almost 28%. So according to the Department of Health and Human Services, 10% of all 8th graders, think about that, those are 12 and 13-year-olds, are vaping and possibly representing a gateway to the use of traditional cigarettes. So what is going on and what can be done about this potential epidemic? We're going to look at that in segment two. 
And as an actor, speaker, and radio personality, my voice is important. (laughs) And when I am not at my best, you know, the voice suffers and then the performance suffers. Now, your voice can either enhance the impact of what you're trying to say or detract from it. And there are tricks that you can do to train your voice and to help it be clearer and more resonant. So in this third segment, I'm going to share some tips on how to assist you to improve your vocal inflection. But right now, what is it that people around the world are looking for when they are looking for a long-term mate? And although both East and West agree that kindness is always king, other traits differ depending on where you're from. So you'll have to ask yourself, what do you treasure in an intimate relationship? So uh, what humans really want in a long-term partner and how much of what we want is influenced by culture and how much of that is just innate? There's a new report out uh, from Swansea University in the United Kingdom where researchers asked uh, 2,700 college students from five different countries, three from Western cultures, two from Eastern cultures, to narrow down which characteristics were most important to them in a lifetime mate. And that could be either male male or female, and it didn't matter in, uh, in what order. Now, but for men and women from both cultures, the most important trait, hands down, was kindness. And that, that actually makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you're going to spend your life with somebody You want them to be caring. You want them to be kind. You do not want them to be mean or overbearing or possessive. So kindness really rules the roost, as we always say at the end of our show, that smiles will make us happy and kindness prevails. So if we can smile and be happy and be kind, that is a very important thing. But after kindness, there's really a split by gender. And across cultures, men say, and I think this is no surprise, we, we have, we have uh, noticed this for, I don't know, I guess millenniums, right? Especially in all the magazines and ads, etc. So what do men want in a woman? Um, they value physical attractiveness. And men just value physical attractiveness in general, whether it be a man or woman, while women prioritize financial stability. And that's now, again, we're talking about lifelong partners. But there were also international nuances. Western partners tended to to desire humor more than those from Eastern cultures. Those in Eastern cultures leaned a little more towards Uh, religion and chastity. So you probably don't have to go too far to know what other cultures those are. Now, Western women also valued mates who wanted to have children. Now, um, this higher use, um, and I think what is attributing to women in Western countries valuing mates who want children There's probably something to do with there's a higher use of contraceptives in Western countries, which makes childbearing more of a choice rather than 
an absolute. So in Western countries, women do have that choice, getting back to choice and not chance. Whereas in several of like the Middle Eastern countries where contraception is not not only valued, but it is condemned or in very religious cultures, it's the same thing, then um, childbearing is a chance. (laughs) And because of that, um, people don't value that at all. So what is it that you value, that you treasure when you have an intimate relationship? For me, I really, I, I like also the kindness. Humor is always important because if you can't laugh at yourself, you won't be able to laugh with others either. And that could be pretty boring if you're so stoic. But also I think dependability is really critical and integrity. When you say something, you walk your talk and you do it. Also fidelity. You want someone who is going to be true blue that you can count on, especially in these days. Um, Again, I'm only speaking for myself. But, you know, I have no interest in being with a player. That doesn't interest me. I'm not a player, have never been a, a player. And so having somebody that, that, is, um, that is true is also, I think, really important. And then all the other qualities that, that come along with just being in a relationship. You want somebody who is going to be truthful someone who's optimistic, um, passionate, and, um, I, and you know, has moderation in all things, and someone who really and truly loves who they are, loves what they do, because when you do love what you do, you're a happier person. And one of the things that I've found out about being in a very long-term relationship is that no matter what, you can never change anybody. We can change ourselves, but we can't change other people. So you better have somebody that is honest from the get-go <laughs> and that you feel you have some harmony and um, harmony with and also that you share, you share ideas and that you can actually talk to one another because you won't be able to be happy if you can't talk to one another. There was, I, I met somebody who, um, and it made me rather sad, actually, where the man was quite a bit older, and the woman was really stunning. The man was very wealthy, um, and really all he cared about was having this you know, Christmas ornament on his arm. And that was all he cared about. And I would never be able to just stay with somebody that, that, you know, there's no growth in them and that they're just all about the physical attractiveness. Because, yes, we can all be really beautiful. Hopefully you're always beautiful on the inside. But when it comes to the outside, you know, everybody's going to age. And even if you're somebody that's going to go in under the knife and get everything done and have every kind of injection and cut yourself up, <laughs> you're never going to look, you're never going to look uh, like you did at 20 or 30. So, I mean, all you have to do is look at some of those celebrities or even people you might know who have um, kind of had a little bit too much nip and tuck and you don't even recognize them any anymore. Also, I really like a person 
who is grateful, who shows gratitude and is willing to be giving and um, generous in spirit, not just, you know, in material goods, but generous in spirit and willing to empower you and encourage you. It's really hard if you're around somebody all the time that puts you down or is pessimistic or doesn't want to be your friend. Because if you're going to have a long-term relationship, you better be friends. And on top of that, what about forgiveness? We're all going to mess up. That is absolutely true. And as hard as it can be to say I'm sorry, it's harder still to forgive others for real and perceived hurt. So we have to be with somebody who can say I'm sorry or at least can... um, can forgive you when you do something wrong, and you do the same thing. And if you have a trouble with forgiveness, you know, one of the things that you can do is make a list of all the people you've hurt, and at the bottom of that list, just write, I'm truly sorry for any pain or suffering I might have caused you. Please forgive me. You don't even have to share it with that person. Just because you have written it down, I think you're going to let go that, you know, um, you can say, please forgive me. And then you might want to make a list of anybody that's hurt you. And at the bottom, write, I forgive you. I would burn the second list or rip it up because that way you're releasing all the negativity. You're letting go and you're getting on with your life. But forgiveness is something that's really important. Also, um, some other things that I think are important in a long-term relationship is somebody who dreams big and who likes to share their dreams. I mean, they may not all come true, but just the fact that you're a dream maker might make you a dream catcher. And share that gift of enthusiasm. There's nothing like enthusiasm and encouragement and, uh, you know, and energy. Uh, That gives us direction in life because none of us are all the same and it really is our differences in even in a relationship that makes a relationship work because if we were exactly the like uh, then none of us are uh, are really necessary or or at least we're not necessary together so if you're not the same take an inventory of your core values and your preferences and again think about the habits of others that Create the most harmony for you and the idiosyncrasies that drive you crazy. Now, sometimes those idiosyncrasies in your partner that drive you crazy are actually ones that might be closeted in yourself. And so we have to be willing to adjust to and live with ourselves and with the other person. What can you tolerate? What can't you tolerate? And And with your partner, ask him or her to do the same thing. And then compare and discuss your differences. And one of the vows that my husband and I wrote when we got married, and we still live by this, and I think to share it with uh, with you is important, and I know I've shared it before, but what we put um, on a big banner at our wedding day was, together we are three, you, me, and we. And I think to live by that is a great way to create your destiny together, to be dedicated to one another, to be daring, to be curious, to be creative, to have courage, 
to stand up when, you know, we might be wrong or stand up for what we believe in, to be able to say that no is a complete sentence, to work with cooperation and collaboration because that's the best way to have a spontaneous orchestra together and to live by our convictions because we do live as a community, even if there's just the two of you or if you have children, it is a community and because you have friends and family and communication is key. So all of those traits to me are really important and then it probably gets back to the choice of always being kind. So when you have a choice, be kind because life is about choices and choice can change our lives. So when we come back from break, we are going to be talking about the vape trend or is it a disease or is it an epidemic? You'll find out when we come back right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan on the Voice America Network. We're coming to you live. This is the Empowerment Channel. Stay with me. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out. Well, we are back. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, coming to you live on the Voice America Network. I am Cynthia Bryan, and this is the Empowerment Channel. Well, you probably read or heard or seen, or maybe you actually have uh, teenagers, or maybe you yourself are involved in vaping. And to a remarkable degree, there's a single company that is front and center in What is being called the biggest public health crisis facing the country? It's the sharp rise in vaping among teenagers and young adults. 
In 2018, 30% of the nation's 12th graders reported vaping nicotine at least once in the past year. And that was a study that was done in 2019 by the National Institute on Drug Abuse. Now, the study said the increase in vaping last year was the largest ever recorded for any substance in 44 years that it has tracked um, adolescent drug use. Now, Juul is not the only e-cigarette for sale in the U.S., but it is largely blamed for the vaping explosion because it controls 50% of the market. Now, this um, past September, the Food and Drug Administration sent Juul a warning letter accusing the company of violating federal regulations because it was promoting its e-cigarettes as a safer option than traditional cigarettes and threatening the company, I mean, the Food and Drug Administration was threatening the company with fines and product seizures if it continued. So this is kind of scary. Now, the recent moves were prompted by the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention, which reports almost 400 serious lung illnesses and six deaths that has been linked to vaping. And, of course, that's always being investigated by a congressional committee. Now, Juul products haven't been implicated, actually, in the deaths, but the CDC is advising Americans to consider not using e-cigarettes at all while this investigation is ongoing. So it's pretty frightening. Now, the American Lung Association went actually further in their statement, and they said that absolutely no one should use e-cigarettes And, of course, they also say, or use any other tobacco uh, product. So um, there are even international markets that are beginning to restrict the sale of e-cigarettes. And those are including um, places like India and China, where there's a lot of people that smoke. So um, the risks to our nation's youth are really, really huge. And there's a legitimate debate whether e-cigarettes are safer for adult smokers than traditional cigarettes or whether they can help people who are addicted to smoking quit smoking. And that has been what Juul has been arguing, is that it's a way to quit smoking. However... um, it seems that they have aggressively marketed to youth by making that implied health claim a center pillar of their business plan. And in um, eight months, unless e-cigarette companies can prove to the FDA that vaping is appropriate for the production and protection of public health, uh, the FDA may even uh, pull these from the market. And it could curtail the youth smoking, but what's going to happen then to the adult smokers? Are, is it a beneficial product or is it not? Now, Juul was valued at $38 billion by investors. I'm not really sure what it is right now, but nobody seems to hate Juul more than parents because so many of them are watching their kids fall prey to what they're calling an epidemic on speed, where their kids' grades are falling, social life is plummeting, and parents seem to be, you know, have no control over it. They're just watching helplessly. Now, some schools 
have done some things about this. In fact, a lot of school districts have installed electronic vape detectors in bathrooms because what the kids are calling them are the jewel rooms. One in Alabama actually went even further, and they actually removed bathroom doors to make it harder to vape in secret. But, you know, because of the product's design, that's complicated. There's, you know, if you've ever seen or if you've used it, you know that it's a $35 sleek gray and silver e-cigarettes. They look like a flash drive, you know, or something. They're very small. They're not like those big clunky devices that were tanks like before. They're small enough to fit in the palm of your hand and people could just vaporize uh, easily, you know, they can just vape easily. Now, it's a liquid that contains nicotine, flavorings, and other chemicals. A four-pack usually costs around $16. And each 200-puff pod, listen to this, delivers as much nicotine as 20 cigarettes. So you puff 200 times, you've smoked 20 cigarettes. Now, uh, cigarette smoking rates have halved since the 1960s, but it's still a big public health problem because there are so many uh, smoking deaths. Uh, actually, 480,000 annually, it remains the leading cause of preventable death in the U.S. And teen cigarette smoking has seen historic declines in recent years. But now that is actually in peril because the magnitude of team vaping is a problem that really started emerging probably uh, in 2018. Um, And that's when the FDA announced that 21% of high school students had vaped during the month of October 2018. And that was a 78 percent increase over 2017 and then that number has jumped again this year to um, 27.5 percent meaning that over 4 million American teenagers are vaping regularly and that's pretty scary the 2018 National Youth Tobacco Survey found that three and a half percent of high school students, more than a half a million teenagers, 525 teenagers, vaped every day. And what is really alarming about this um, is vaping's appeal to even younger kids. And that youth, you know, I said at the top of the hour that um, about 10 percent of eighth graders, according to the Department of Health and Human Services, are actually vaping. So there are really big concerns that early adoption of vaping will represent a gateway to using traditional cigarettes. And eighth graders who vape are 10 times as likely to smoke cigarettes as their non-vaping peers. Now, e-cigarettes had been on the market for almost a decade before Juul. So there are other competitors, Blue and um, Enjoy, which... I don't. I think that's how you pronounce it, but the one that really took off is Juul, and it made like a 1.27 billion dollars during its first half of 2019. 1.27 billion. It sold 2.2 million devices in 2016, which is its first year on the market, and then it 
accelerated and went up to 16.2 million in 2017. So having Jewel has become kind of a major part of pop culture, of teen culture. It has all kinds of hashtags on Instagram and Twitter. And for young people, that relationship between vaping or taking up smoking is kind of murky. And the percentage of high school smoking cigarettes rose from 7.6% to 8.1% last year. So vaping has continued to soar, and so has uh, smoking. So this is not good, good news for young people at all. Now, a lot of these kids that vape, they then transition to regular cigarettes. And 20 years ago, 23% of 12th graders were smoking daily. Now, today, which is such a good thing, it's down to 3.8%. But with youth nicotine uh, using vaping, it might start going up and then we're going to be in danger again. And so that is rather a very scary, uh, a scary thing. And as I said, with this fire that just recently happened, when we met with the fire chief, they have determined Cal Fire and the fire investigators found that it was a vape pen that had started this fire. So whether it was teenagers, most likely, that were out smoking, you know, or vaping on the hill, uh, maybe the... I guess these pens can explode or they can get hot evidently or maybe it was just tossed but somehow it was a vape pen so you know they are rather dangerous so um, what about switching from cigarettes to vapes there's a lot of ads and they seem to crib directly from old cigarette spots at least according to to the experts, like with slogans like, oh, it's simple, smart, satisfying, it's evolved, and other ads kind of apply that old idea of switching to new ground. For anybody that it, that grew up like, you know, in the 50s or 60s, you're probably going to remember how Camel bragged that more doctors smoke Camels than any other cigarettes, and Lucky Strike claimed that it had removed that the irritants that uh, were present in cigarettes manufactured the old-fashioned way. And it seems like some of the new ads are trying to do that for e-cigarettes. It improves the lives of the world's one billionest adult smokers by eliminating cigarettes. That's in quotes. That's one of the ads. Improves the lives of world's one billion adult smokers by eliminating cigarettes. So the ads don't explicitly say customers will be healthier if they switch from cigarettes. But the message is unmistakable. Yes, you'll be healthier if you switch from cigarettes. But that's not really true. So, of course, um, the companies that make these e-cigarettes, they disagree. They don't think that switching is another word for cessation or safer. But the health impact of vaping for adult smokers is one of the most polarizing questions in medicine. And right now, scientists don't have a full answer. There's going to have to be more additional research on it because whether our lungs, um, adult lungs, can can um, acclimate to the vaping without having negative side effects, we don't really know. 
Now, when someone lights a cigarette, what happens is tobacco mixes with oxygen and it, in, in, um, it makes or it creates this smoke as well as about 7,000 byproducts and around 70 of which are known to cause cancer. Now, e-cigarettes operate under the premise that the combustion, not nicotine, so that combustion is what started the fire that could have burned down my house, um, that the combustion is to blame for the health problems associated with smoking, including cancer, heart problems, lung disease. So instead of burning tobacco, what Jules does is heats a potent liquid cocktail of nicotine salts, flavoring compounds, um, propylene glycol, and glycerin to create an inhalable vapor. But are those vapors killing people? E-cigarettes contain fewer toxic chemicals, including carcinogens, uh, fewer than cigarettes, that is. So it's possible that switching could translate to lower rates of smoking-related diseases. But in 2017, there was a study funded by the National Cancer Institute and the National Institute on Drug Abuse, and it estimated almost um, all U.S. smokers older than 15 who switched to vapes, the benefits could save 6 million lives. Now, if we look at it from the population perspective, it's likely that, e- that vaping might be life-saving, but it's too soon to know. There has to be more research done on it. It's too simple to look at just the known carcinogens because we don't know what the impact of the ingredients in e-cigarettes are on health. And those products haven't been around long enough for scientists to do their research because it actually takes decades to see how something affects the body over a long period of time. It might seem like it's okay for a year or two, but then maybe something kicks in. So um, there are links between e-cigarette use and cardiovascular issues respiratory disease, and of course, DNA damage. And any DNA damage could be the cause of a cancer or the beginning of a cancer. So using e-cigarettes in conjunction with traditional cigarettes, which um, the CDC says that many people do, that could nullify any possible health benefits that would come with e-cigarettes. So there's been this recent rash of deaths and diseases associated with vaping, and it's making it harder than ever to argue that e-cigarettes are safe. Now, there's a cost-benefit analysis that is also different for teenagers because most of them didn't smoke before they started juuling, and their brains are still developing So maybe their brains can be harmed by nicotine. And these are concerns that should not be uh, minimized at all. So um, we risk regulating e-cigarettes out of existence, but the result that other advocates fear could be a world where adult smokers can't access a product that might be good for them, and it might push them back to cigarettes, but at the same time, We don't want to be killing our kids. So it's going to be a a tough one. I mean, more than 80% of the pods that uh, Juul sells 
uh, they were flavored. So pulling those from the market are going to really result in a huge hit to their revenue. But it's might be a short-term pain if it does do some long-term good. So what is the final thing? You have to decide for yourself. There are different places, who, different cities, including San Francisco, that have a banned vaping. Um, and this is where Jewel is from. But we're going to just have to, um, to kind of wait and see, I guess. But if your teen is vaping, you want to really do the best you can to try to get them to stop because um, teen vapes are uh, at a much higher rate than adult uh, adults that are vaping. Adults are vaping like at 3%, high schoolers at 28%. And they, it is um, an addictive, it is still nicotine and it is still addictive. And 28% of teen vapors said they used an e-cigarette at least 20 of the past 30 days. And some of them are also going to, um, to regular cigarettes. So, you know, maybe getting the, um, the, Flavors like mango and cream and mint, eliminating those, it might help, but we don't really know what the outcome is going to be. So in the meantime, if at all possible, you should stop vaping. And if you are vaping, don't throw your vape pen on the ground. Don't dispose of it in a trash can. Definitely don't put it out in a hillside in the, in the brush. Vape pens cause a fire. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We're going to take another break, and we'll be back in a bit with more. Stay with me. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Coming to you live on the Voice America Network. Don't go away. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Communication is key for everything. How can you successfully communicate decisions within your organization and beyond? What are the key points or major messages you want to share when communicating the decision? Outline these points ahead of time. If each member of a leadership team is communicating individually, just create a common list of key messages, and that will be more important. Ask, how is the decision connected to or aligned with your strategies, visions, missions, and values? As leaders, you hopefully have made decisions keeping your strategies, mission, and visions in mind, but help them see the connections and the relevance of the decision to long-term picture of the organization. Ask, have we answered the why to the decision? Too often, leaders describe the what, but never address the why. Knowing why helps people hear, understand, and accept a decision. And who will provide the communication? Is one executive making the announcement or sending the email to everyone within the organization? Is each individual manager sharing the message with their groups? Purposely decide who is your communicator. And then find out what's the best medium for communication. Consider the message, its implications, and the audience before automatically determining the approach or doing what you've always done. 
And when or by when is it going to be communicated? Chances are the sooner the better. Even if you don't have complete information, give people what you do have as soon as possible. And what's the process to check for understanding? It's a two-way street. A complete communication plan makes sure that people have gotten the message and that they understand it. So to be more successful, you need to create some sort of feedback mechanism or dialogue. When we create the right information at the right time in the right way, our communication will be more effective. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling Well, we are back and we're going to talk about our vocal cords and our voice and how we can train it to work for us. But while I was on break, I was talking with Josh, my um, engineer, and he brought a very good point that I just wanted to share. And it doesn't matter uh, if you are uh, vaping with nicotine or vaping with uh, CBDs or anything else. Before you buy anything, make sure you know the source of where it's coming from and put don't put anything in your body that you don't know where it's coming from because you could totally get sick. And that was such a, a, a really great point. So thank you, Josh, for that. So now getting uh, to our voice, uh, I have been in the entertainment industry for many years, been on the radio now weekly since 1998. But um, also in television for so many years and films. And the voice is very important. And whether it's loud or soft, fast or slow, high or low pitch, your voice is what makes a big impression. And even when you're just speaking, just, you know, even if you're at a party or even if you're just talking to somebody, it tells you and it tells other people something about you. People draw conclusions about your age, about your intelligence, about your competence, about your professionalism, how much they're going to like you, 
if you're trustworthy, all of that stuff, just from the tone and sound of your voice. So, in fact, if how you sound can be far more important than what you say. And in fact, that is something that um, if you've ever studied any neuro-linguistics programming, it says it really doesn't matter so much what you say. It is how you say it and the tone of your voice. There was a study that was done at UCLA in 1960s, and it found that 55% of our impression of a person is formed by facial expressions and body language, and only 7% by his or her message. And that's part of neurolinguistic programming. Now, the remaining 38% is, is actually linked to, to the person's vocal quality. Now, what is the vocal quality? Vocal quality includes pitch, tone, and inflection. So this means that your voice can either enhance what you're trying to say, or it can detract from it. And yet, Many of us give our voice very little thought. So the good news is, is that anyone can improve their vocal appearance. How you cultivate your voice to create a better delivery is really up to you. But it takes understanding your voice because your voice is like a musical instrument. It has a particular pitch. And something that's very interesting, I believe, is we don't sound to other people the way we sound in our heads to ourselves. So what I mean by that is if you tape yourself or you put yourself, you know, you do a voice recording on your phone or a device or on your computer and you play it back, you're going to say, oh, I don't sound like that. Or if you're like me, you go on a radio show, I've had guests say, gosh, that didn't sound like me at all. Well, yes, that is the way you sound. So... It's really good as an exercise to put yourself on a tape, to record yourself so that you can hear, is your voice high? Is it low? Or what is your optimal speaking pitch? You have to understand your instrument that you were born with and then how to use it so that you can play that wide range of notes when you speak. The voice in your head, again, I'll say it to is not the same as the voice that other people hear. So record yourself and play it back. Now, how do you find your optimal pitch? So what you really want is that rich, pure tone that comes from your face. You know, And your face is that triangular area that is from your sinuses. And I'm actually, I'm, as I'm talking to you right now, I'm drawing it on my face. Your sinuses you know, down to your larynx. Most of the sound you make when you speak actually is produced by resonators in your sinuses, your throat, your mouth, your nose, and your chest. So when you speak from your facial mask, these are where the resonators are located, your voice is going to be strong and clear. Now, a lot of it comes from breathing. If you breathe from your chest, you're going to have a higher voice, whereas you do diaphragmatic breathing, which is what we always teach in acting classes, and you're going to be able to lower your voice and to have it be more resonant. So, and you can, one of the things that you can do is you can hum until you feel a buzz or a tingle in your lips and your nose. 
And then you could start counting, alternating between humming and speaking. So it's like you go, mm, one, mm, two, mm, three, mm, four. And, you know, take a breath between each one. And then blend, try to blend humming and speaking. And what it does is it's going to help you learn to speak from that facial mask that I'm telling you about where the resonators are. And you're going to find that voice quality. So try that exercise and try to do it, you know, three or four times a day until you feel like you know where you're going. And you want to learn to lower your voice a bit. In general, a deep voice is perceived as confident and powerful. And high-pitched voices are eh, they are perceived more as a person who is really young, lacking in confidence, and definitely not very authoritative. There was a study that was done um, that compared 27 blind and 23-sided people, and they rated men and women whose voice pitches were either raised or lowered, or lowered experimentally as they spoke with doing a series of vowels. And both groups judged the voices with a lower pitch to be the better, the most trustworthy, the more competent than the raised voices. You know, think about Sam Elliott's voice or James Earl Jones. I mean, everybody loves those voices. You know, or Joe Campanella. I uh, I co-hosted a television series with him, and I just loved his voice. It was so resonant and assuring and calm. Now, uh, for women, you can, to lower your voice, you can place your hand on your sternum, and the goal is to feel that vibration beneath your hand when you speak. And for men... Um, you, I mean, excuse me, for women, you place it on the sternum. For men, you place it beneath the sternum. And then you should feel that vibration. And then you can learn, um, you can learn to do other things and to eliminate all those filler words like uh and um and like and you know and all of those. Yes, because those are very distracting. So again, record yourself when you're speaking to someone and on playback. Listen for those common filler words, and you're probably going to be shocked to hear how many you use. And then practice speaking with pauses or by taking deep breaths. And then finally, you know, go slower. Uh, Go a little bit slower. We always talk faster than we think we talk. And then to help your voice, something that I do before radio shows, I coach all my actors to do the same, is besides drinking plenty of water, you can make a tea just with lemon juice and lemon leaves, a little bit of honey, and if you have some mint. And that really clears clears the way. Make sure when you're going to do a presentation that you stay away from milk products because those are really bad and they'll cause you to do that. And you don't want to do that. Or it makes you want to swallow more. So I hope that you can get the voice tone that you want. And then just start learning to vary your vocal inflection and speak with passion. Well, our show is complete for today. I, again, thank you for staying tuned here to Voice America and Star Style Be the Star You Are every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We also want you to live your life with dreams and prosperity because you can make your dreams come true. So next week, 
tune into Express Yourself at 3 p.m., which is going to be a show on mentorship with um, Hannah Hundall, who is our host, and I will be one of the guests as well as Nick Gonzali. So for more information about Star Style Productions, visit CynthiaBryan.com. For more information about Be The Star You Are, go to btsya.org. That's just the initials of Be The Star You Are. My aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. I want you to see beyond your physical being, know you are already a star, and I hope that you will read a book this week. Visit starstylestore.net and pick up one of our books. And until next week when we celebrate once again, Remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. And we'll be together next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. Thanks a lot. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.